Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information about Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. And now, here's Cynthia. Well, good afternoon. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And thank you so much for joining me today. This is uh, part two of What Makes a Woman Feel Loved. And in the last, um, last week's show, and always remember that um, these are all podcasts as well, so you can go um, and, and download them off my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and if you missed the show last week. So you can certainly uh, see them there. So what we were talking about last week was we started with a woman's greatest needs, and when you're meeting her greatest needs, you're going to get a, a very good version of your wife, your girlfriend, your sister, your mother, these types of things, coworkers. So... The things that, that are a woman's greatest needs are, number one, her need for security. And then her sense of belongingness or being desired, being needed, being wanted. And then certainly she has this very, very deep need for connection and being emotionally connected with the people that are most important to her. And she also has a great need to be able to express love and to be nurturing and to have meaningful emotional impact in people's lives that are, that are in, her, in her world. So one of the ways that, that we can do this, men, that when you are wanting to cause that woman in your life to feel loved, and I'm going to tell you a funny story about that because it never occurred to me, but I did this show almost uh, maybe about a year and a half ago for another station, and um, I asked my husband, I said, hey, did you listen to my show, and what did you think? Because I always like to get his impression when it comes to gender issues. And I said, what do you think? Do you think that would you know really help men to cause women to feel loved? Do you like the way I said that? And he said, I said, yeah, I think if they want to. And I thought to myself, what? It never even occurred to me. And I do so much work with gender. And I thought to myself, that's right. See, this comes so naturally to women, so much that we are driven to do that. And men aren't necessarily driven to do that. So I do want to say to you men that there is great benefit for, for really working hard on causing a woman to feel loved because the whole reason you want a woman is because of what, what they exude when they are being their best version. And so the way to bring the best things out in women, the stuff you really like about them, is to, is to really give them what they need and to make sure that you do some of these things that will cause them to feel loved. Because when a woman feels loved, you get a really attractive, flexible, relaxed, non-stressed out version of that woman. Versus when you are not getting her what she needs, and she's in a very destructive atmosphere. She's not feeling secure. She's not feeling desired. She's not feeling connected to you. And she's not feeling like she has any meaningful impact in your life at all. You're going to get a very, very stressed out, irritable, upset, hurt, disgusted, disappointed, mad woman. It's kind of like the difference between, you know, we want that really cute little kitty that cuddles up with us versus the cat in water. And so you really have a lot of impact on the women in your life. And I know that many times, men, you think that it's only negative. And that's really not true. And that is part of a woman's job is to make sure that you know when you're successful with them. But these are ways that you can truly 
feel successful with them because they will feel greatly loved. So one of the things we talked about when it came to this idea of security is provision. And one of the ways that men obviously provide many times is financially. But in today's world, we have many women that make more than their, their partner, their husband, spouse. And so that doesn't mean that you are not providing financial security. Even if you're the stay-at-home dad and you don't necessarily bring in financial, um, financial money into the home, what you are doing, you have to understand, is that when a man is providing, he is the one bearing the burden financially. He's the one that cares. He's the one that's thinking for the family what is our, in our best interest of how we spend our money, how we do our money. He's the one that's going out and figuring out different ways to invest. I don't like that investment, or I want to do this investment, or, hey, I think we need to budget over here, or we need to curtail this, or let's, uh, why don't we take a little risk over here? And so he's the one that's thinking about these things. He's looking for the good deals, like can we get better car insurance? And he's the one making those calls because that helps a woman feel provided for even if you're not bringing in a ton of money. You also have the ability to provide a wonderful emotional atmosphere for her because the kinder you are to women, the gentler you are with them, you're going to get a more female version of them because we want women to be strong women, not aggressive females because those are not attractive versions and they don't do well in their world when they are aggressive. Many times they don't understand that because they've learned or, or have seen role model that being aggressive is more successful. So it may be in the business world possibly but it does not work with men, and it does not work in, in our most intimate relationships. So one of the ways you help a woman not be aggressive is that you provide what she needs so she doesn't have to go after it all the time, and that is extremely helpful. So we also talked about the fact that not being derailed by her feelings and learning how to help her with her feelings, hanging in there when she's having a feeling, even if it's negative and it's about you, One of the things that you want to do is you want to be the leader in your family, which is offering a stabilizing reference point, that you are stabilizing it in your head. Maybe you speak it out. Maybe it's not always good to speak it out. But you're saying to yourself, I know we're going to get through this. I know we're going to be okay. I know she doesn't hate me. She may be screaming at me, and we're going to work on that so that she is more appropriate in how she expresses her feelings. But I'm really going to work on not taking it personally so that I can really help this situation and understand why the feelings are so big or what is going on. And so it really helps to understand because many times men feel like they are so not successful with women emotionally. But if you will understand that the best way emotionally to help a woman is you truly validate and you care about how she feels. This is what women do for each other. This is why we like to talk to our girlfriends because our girlfriends go, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I can't believe it. Or if they hurt our feelings, they say, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I hate it when that happens. Because women want to stay connected. So they work very hard at doing that. One of the ways that they are are attempting to connect always is verbally and emotionally. This is how women connect. Men usually connect physically, doing things together. Sexually is one of the ways they connect with women for sure. And hanging out. This is one of the ways men connect or doing jobs together. And so you have to understand that a woman's need for connection is huge. So when she's having negative feelings, she can't feel connected to you. And one of the ways she tries to get that connection back is to talk about them with you, even though that's uncomfortable and you just rather those feelings go away. So what you're doing is you're offering her a place to be able to say them. And you're working really hard at relaxing so that you don't escalate or start to get defensive. Because once you try to defend yourself to a woman, she feels more abandoned in the process. She feels more disconnected from you and she's not getting anything that she needs. So you want to really be that leader. Listen and care. 
And every time you say something and she shakes her head, that's not it. No, you don't understand. That doesn't mean that you're not successful because trying and continuing to try is how you show her that you care. You keep trying because eventually that feeling is going to deescalate the more you care and the more you validate. And as that feeling deescalates, that's when you might want to say, can I just tell you what happened to me? Like, can I just explain a little bit what I was doing? She's going to be much more willing to hear that on the back end of that feeling, not the beginning of the feeling. So you have to say to yourself, she's having a feeling. If I resist the feeling, it's going to get bigger. I might as well just dive in. I might as well just be present because the sooner I do it, the more I care, the more I validate, the more I try, the sooner this is going to be over. We're going to be stronger because of it. So what we want to start with today, that's kind of the recap of of last week, is one of the ways that you cause a woman to feel loved, and this is very, very important, men, is that you're a grown-up about sex. And I'm not wanting to offend, obviously offend anyone, but this is what I find in my practice repeatedly, continuously. And so when I talk to men about this, and they begin to understand it, and they go, oh, that makes sense. This is why maybe I'm not having the success sexually in my, in my marriage that I would like to be having. And so this is when you're a grown-up about sex, and how you act sexually, you be a grown-up. This means that you don't act like a little boy when making sexual advances. That you step up, you be a man, you put yourself out there, and you know you might get shut down. And so, but we're going to talk about that as well. So it's important that the way that you acted while you were dating, you were probably a grown-up about sex. You, you were doing some confident moves. You were really putting yourself out there. It's the same thing when you're married. It's just that now we're living together and we're married. And so you want to keep that dating the way you did the dating process because whatever you were doing while you were dating her worked because she married you. So you don't ever stop those things that were working. That's just logic. And so things like when I have to explain to women that women are just irresistible to men. And if you've got one in your home, it's very difficult for men to just turn all that off and pretend like she's not a woman. So when he looks at you, and he sees you, he wants to touch you, or he wants to kiss you, or he wants just, I don't know, quick little grab or something, feel here, feel there, whatever that is that men have a tendency to do. And I say to women, listen, this is how you feel about little puppies and kittens and babies. When you see it, you go, oh my gosh, and you have this desire to go and connect. So you have to understand that men are constantly controlling themselves in this way. So men, one of the things that you can do that helps that, because grabbing tapping these it never works with women this is it doesn't what you want to do you can give her a really nice hug you can put your hand on her shoulder you can ask her hey can i give you a hug i just you're just beautiful i want to just hug you can i do that because you have to understand that you're breaking into a woman's world and it may not be convenient for her she may not want to be derailed at that moment so when i talk to women i say to them you know what your your husband is just as sensitive as you are So if he's breaking into your world and he's trying to do it appropriately, you need to take a minute, relax, and truly respond. Give him that hug. Give him that kiss. Because this is what builds strong marriages. So it's important that you realize that women have all kinds of things going on in in their bodies. They have very complicated bodies. There's always something going on. So it may not always be a good moment for her. And as we talk in this next one about struggling with her body and struggling with how she feels about her body. Many times, see, you're not struggling with her body necessarily. She might be. This might be one of the reasons she doesn't want to become sexual with you at that moment or that evening. 
This might be one of the reasons she doesn't want to be touched because she's not feeling pretty. So it doesn't always mean she's rejecting you. So it's important that you understand a woman's world is very complicated when it comes to her emotions, feeling connected, and then all the things that are going on in a woman's body. She's always thinking something. She's always feeling something. And her body is always doing something. Something's always occurring. So understanding that and having compassion on that and realizing that it's not that simple for a woman when, when, when we talk about sex. It is just not that simple of an issue as it may be for men. And so this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I want to encourage you to come back to this next segment because we are going to talk more about how a woman feels loved. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about what makes a woman feel loved. And this is part two. Uh, last week we talked about um, the whole entire, the, the first part of this, which had to do with a woman's greatest needs. And we were talking about her greatest needs when you meet those needs, which is the need for security, sense of belonging or being, being desired, being wanted, needed, her n- deep need for connection, and the need to be able to express love and impact people emotionally in her life. And one of the ways that men do this, when we were talking last week, was that men give provision. They provide for women. And that doesn't mean just financially. It means um, the emotional atmosphere. It means making the workspace that she is, her, her home work, and caring for those things. Um, providing an atmosphere where she's able to love and nurture and support people. The second one was that he's not derailed emotionally by her feelings or her moods. It doesn't mean that you're not affected, but you really try to not fall into it with her and go around the mountain with her. And so it doesn't mean that you're not connected. And we talked many, in many ways how to do that. And so the last segment, we were talking about that he's a grown-up about sex. And what does that mean? Well, it means that what you were doing when you were dating, and I don't, I don't mean necessarily sexually, but what you were doing when you were dating, was working. So the romantic ways that you treated her, you need to be doing those while you are married. Because whatever worked got you married. So whatever it was you were doing was working. So you don't want to stop doing what you were doing while you were dating her. Because those things cause a woman to feel very loved and help them to be more responsive sexually. And to understand that there's a lot of things that are going on with a woman. They have a lot of feelings all the time. They have a lot of thoughts all the time, and there's something going on in their body all the time. And so sex isn't as convenient or, I should say, maybe as comfortable or as easy as it might be for men because there's a lot of things that they have to kind of get together in order to be in that, in that space. And so we want to be really kind, really gentle. You want to make sure that you're not pouting. Uh, you're not doing the little boy pouting if you're not getting what you want. You want to make sure that when you're approaching her, you do it in a respectful manner that you're respecting her body, you're respecting her time, you're respecting the fact that she's got a world that's happening as well, and it may not always be convenient for her, and, and it may not always feel comfortable for her, because she may be having a moment where she's not feeling good at all about her appearance or her body, and so it may not be personal to you that she's necessarily rejecting you. It may be that she is not feeling good about her, and that's causing her to not be able to, to operate sexually in that way. So... What is the next thing that a man does? Well, he does things for me. 
simply to make my life easier and better because he wants to relieve stress. So there's a direct benefit when a man will do this for the woman he loves because she'll be far more enjoyable to be with. Men know how stressful it is for them when the woman they love is stressed out. It's important, this is an important point here, to learn what stresses her out and what relieves it and the way she wants it, not the way that it makes sense to you. So you want to be thinking, what is the stuff that really stresses out my wife? What really stresses out my girlfriend? And it may be things like she's not getting along with her mother. It may be that her and her friend haven't connected. It may be that she called somebody that haven't called her back and she doesn't understand why they haven't called her back and she's kind of preoccupied and distracted. Why are they mad at me? Do they not like me anymore? And you have to understand and appreciate that this is a woman's world. This is what makes them fascinating. This is what's curious about them. They're not like you in that manner. And so part of it is understanding, oh, that stresses her out. So I might want to really encourage her and say, you know, I can't imagine anything that you would do that would upset someone. I, I love you. I like being around you. I think they're just probably having a bad day. Or do you want to call them and just find out? I don't want you to feel embarrassed about having to do that. You might want just to encourage that. Or you may say, you know what, I'll pray for you about that. I know that stresses you out, and I know God can take care of that. So just know that I'm going to pray for you about that and let me know if it changes. So you can learn ways to enter into a woman's world in a verbal and connected manner. And so things also that stress her out, you know, maybe trying to reach up to the highest part of the cupboard that you can always, you always can reach it. And so she has to get the step stool out. Well, always remembering if it's Kleenex that's up there, if it's paper towel, and you see that the paper towel is running low, it's a very thoughtful, considerate gesture to just go get it for her. So she doesn't have to pull out the step stool, get up there, pull it down. It's just these wonderful, nice little things that you do. One of the things that my husband does is he goes and gets my car wash for me because he knows I hate going to the car wash, but I love having a clean car. So he goes, hey, I noticed your car. You know, you're sitting there, you know, doing some writing. Cynthia, why don't you let me take your car? And I go, oh, thank you. That lowers my stress. He takes it to have it serviced because he knows I don't always like to do that. I don't always have that kind of time. And so he's very good at saying, you know, I got a little time here today. Why don't I make sure that gets serviced? And I'll talk to the guy and I'll make sure your car is running well. That lowers my stress. That gives me security. So another way, he buys things for me, knowing that the biggest part of what he provides or buys for me is that I get to brag about it. So it doesn't mean you have to have huge, big things, costly things. It's things like, wow, you know what my husband bought me the other day? He brought me home a Jamba Juice. He knew I loved that. It was so sweet. He thought about me. And so these things that just show the world, women love to show the world how loved they are. That is very fun for them. They love to brag about what their husband does. So even if you're not necessarily buying her something, but you did something for her, like in the previous one we talked about, just making her life better, they get to brag to their girlfriends, their coworkers, their family about how great their husband is, which causes you to have one of your greatest needs met, which is success. So another way we have is he doesn't grow tired of reassuring me that he loves me, and that the things are going to be that things are going to be okay, and that we're okay, even though maybe he's already told me an hour ago, and him nothing's changed, and all he's been doing all day is working to provide and create a better life for me, and I still have to reassure her. So you just want to remember that is the way that women are hardwired; they need reassurance, they need that connection, they need to reconnect every now and again. Hey, are we okay? Everything good with us? Because that gives them security. So it's very important that you don't see that as a nuisance or, or being needy or being, you know, it's like, gosh, what is wrong with her? How much more do I have to do to show her? Do I have to tell her all the time? And so I just say to, the, to men, listen, we have the Bible. Look how much God tells us all the time, 
over and over again, constantly reiterating himself, because this is the way humans are hardwired, and women are an even more refined version of men. So you need some reassurance, but they need more reassurance. And so one of the ways that you really cause them to feel loved is that you reassure her. And that when she says to you, hey, are, are we okay? That you don't take it personally and just go, what? What did I do wrong? What's her, what what I do now? And think you have a problem. You just look at her and say, oh, honey, of course. Thanks for asking. You, you, you doing okay? Are you all right? You need something? Those kinds of gestures just immediately calm her down. And so what you're always wanting to remember is that we're lowering the stress level for women because this is a very stressful world. And a woman's world is even more stressful than it's ever been because we're doing so many different things. We're doing children, community things. Then we've got probably a really big job and we're doing that. And then we're worried about our families and we're worried about our friends. And so then if our house isn't working and our car isn't working and we're worried about finances, you see, we start to really spin, really spiral. And then you're going to get that really upset, stressed out, on the edge woman that is highly responsive in a negative manner. So these things are always helping to lower stress. These are the things that are always helping her to feel loved. And the more loved she feels, the more secure she feels, the less stressed she is, the better version you're going to get of her, the more you're going to enjoy her, and she's going to enjoy herself. So we're going to um, go to the next segment, and we're going to talk about more, that one of the things a man does, he has patience with me, and he feels protective of me. And so I want to remind you that uh, I love doing public speaking. I do a lot of that. And all these topics that you hear on the radio show, I do as lectures as well or retreats. You can always visit me at Facebook, Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., which is for Incorporated. You can also visit my website, CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can see many YouTube videos and the radio podcasts are there. So join me in the next segment, What Makes a Woman Feel Loved. Thank you for joining me. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and we are talking about what makes a woman feel loved. And the last one that we talked about was that he doesn't grow tired of reassuring me that he loves me and that things are going to be okay and that we're okay, even though he's already told me an hour ago, right? Even though you're working really hard to make sure she feels that way and you're doing all these things, and you might say to yourself, okay, Look at all the things I'm doing for her, and I have to tell her too. I have to, why would she need reassurance? And I always say to men, that's because women are highly verbal and they desire connection. That's one of their greatest needs. That's one of the ways they connect with you. So they can't always connect with what you're doing, but what you're doing absolutely provides great security and great provision. So she's wanting that reassurance to talk with you and to hear it from you. Because remember, women are verbal. And that's one of the ways that they connect is verbally. So this next one is very important. And this is, he has patience with me when I struggle with my appearance and how I feel about myself. So men rarely talk about this with their spouses or their, they certainly don't talk about it with their friends. They don't ask their guy friends, hey, how do you, you, know, you think I look okay? You know, you think I, like, I don't know, do, do I need to get a different haircut? Do you like this outfit? They don't do that. Women do that all the time. Because one of the greatest needs a woman have is to be desired, to be wanted, to feel a sense of belonging. And so she can really get spun out on her appearance, hair, her weight, the clothing that she has, her makeup's not going on right. She doesn't know how to put her clothes together the way she wants. She's seeing a very, very beautiful woman, and all of a sudden 
she was feeling really good about herself, and then she feels like, oh, gosh, I'm nothing. And she compares herself to another woman. So these are an ongoing problem that women have, and our culture is so conscious about appearance, and there's so much pressure on women on, and on their appearance, and especially to not age. So they are supposed to perpetually look like a 30-year-old woman, even though they've had four children, they work full-time job, and they've, whatever else has gone on. And so you have to understand that there is a tremendous amount of pressure, and they feel it, and they worry about it a lot. And they might get very discouraged about it. And so they may not be taking good care of themselves, which makes them feel worse about themselves because that doesn't have great effects on their appearance. So you want to be really kind. You want to be really understanding. And so when they ask you questions that you don't know how to answer, what you say to her is, this is what I know. I know I love you. I know I'm attracted to you. I know I think you're beautiful. I don't know what other people think. I know what I think, and I know how I feel. And I do see that other people do see you. And it's always been positive. Anytime I've seen someone see you, it's positive. And you tell her these things so that when she says that, you know, the proverbial, do I look fat in this? What you want to say to her is, I'm not going to answer that question. That is a question that is not, not good for me because you're asking me about something that I don't understand because I don't understand what that feeling would be. I know you look beautiful and I know I like how you look and I know I'm proud to be with you. But if you, if she's asking you something like, do you like this outfit or that outfit better? Then you need to tell her the truth. If you just say, you know, I like them both, but I really prefer that one. I like that color. I like that cut, whatever it is. Because it is, I know, it is a very sensitive area, and men get very worried. And so there's ways to practice helping her with that. But the need to reassure her is very important because she does struggle with how she feels. And so even though she may seem neurotic about it, one of the things that is so helpful when a man is loving a woman is that he understands and accepts the tremendous pressure on me to look a certain way, especially in the world of women. You have to understand that a lot of what women are doing when it comes to their appearance is for other women. And it isn't necessarily for men. It's that they're seeing other women and they're getting their cues from those women and they're feeling like they are not measuring up. And so it is. It is very difficult. And so a a man that is really loving a woman is very careful what he looks at. Very careful how long he lingers and how obvious he is if you're out in public and a woman catches your eye because women notice that and they automatically feel less than. If another woman catches your eye, they only interpret it as, she's prettier than me. So you want to be very careful because it's, it's, you're hardwiring to have your eye to, for a beautiful woman to catch your eye or a shiny thing or something big or something tall. This is just the way that a man's brain does is it is scanning all the time for important information. And so when a beautiful woman does catch your eye, you have to be very careful how obvious you are, how long you linger, and what you are looking at because this affects how a woman feels about herself very, very deeply. So this next segment that we're going to be going into, we're going to talk a lot about the last one, which is that he causes her to feel that he's protecting her, that he cares about her, that he's possessive of her in a healthy manner because she belongs to him. We're going to talk about that, and then we are going to also take some time with successful communication with women because one of the greatest ways that a woman feels loved is verbally connecting. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next, the last segment, actually, of what makes a woman feel loved.
Thank you for joining me. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And I do want to remind you that all these topics that you hear on the radio um, are given as messages and lectures and done in retreats. Um, I also use singing as a part of it as I am an accomplished singer and songwriter. So many times in these motivational, inspirational messages that I give, I also include singing. So if you are interested in that, any of your organizations or churches are, always you can visit me on Facebook, Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., or, which is INC for Incorporated, or you can visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And there are some YouTube videos that you can see is how I present some of this. There's also all the radio podcasts for you to, to listen to and download if you have missed the shows. So we are finishing up this message about what makes a woman feel loved. And the last segment we were talking about the fact that a loving man, that he has patience with me when I struggle with my appearance and how I feel about myself and how neurotic I can sound. And so my husband is very patient with me about that, which is very helpful. I also receive it well from him, and I do not make it more difficult for him because I know that he really can't fix it. But he really does help to mitigate it and and to cause it to be less intense if I'm having one of those moments. So... This is one of the ways that you really can help women is that you understand the amount of pressure they have physically on their appearance and the way that they, they see the world expecting them to look and the competition that is with other women. So this last one here that we're going to talk about before we talk about successful communication with women is that he feels protective of me and possessive of me because I belong to him. Now, there's a lot of damage that has been done about this particular one. And the reason that it is, it is sad is because Satan always likes to take a good thing and curse it. And so what's happened is this wonderful feeling that women get when you are protective and possessive of them in a healthy manner, in a loving manner, because you value them, because they're important to you, because they belong to you. You can't live without them. You love them. You want them to be around all the time. You want to make sure that they're okay. When it's coming from that space, it is a wonderfully securing securing feeling that you offer a woman when she knows that you're going to go to bat for her, when she knows that if somebody messes with her, if they hurt her, that you are going to be affected and it hurts you and it bothers you when that woman is hurt that you love. When you're worried that she's not going to be okay, that you're going to make sure that she has everything that she needs. You're going to make sure she has, I don't know, mace or these types of things or knows how to shoot a gun if you believe in in guns, whatever any of that is. So you make sure that she has things available for her, that she has a cell phone that's always working, that you have, you know, maybe a ringtone for her so that you know that it's her when she calls. So that if she does need something, you don't miss that call. So these are important things that cause a woman to feel very, very loved. And see, in today's culture, sadly, like I was saying, we've, we've been taught that these qualities are bad. Now, they are kind of being reintroduced again, which I'm very thankful for because I think they're being reintroduced in a healthier way. And that's very important. It's like if we look at how the Lord loves us, we see why this is an important part of loving someone. Because when it's done appropriately, it can be experienced as very romantic, very securing. You don't want her to act independently of you because she's securing her own world. That's not a good version of a marriage. If a woman is saying, hey, I'm on my own. My husband doesn't even notice. He doesn't even care. He's like, yeah, you can take care of yourself. She can do anything. She may be able to take care of herself. She may be able to do almost anything, but she doesn't necessarily want to feel like that disconnect that you just go, okay, so whatever. Hey, go have a great time. It's important that you are using words to show her. So you're saying, okay, now where are you going again? And I just want to make sure that 
if, if something happens and I know where you're at and, you know, if I don't hear from you by such and such a time, I'm going to start worrying. That doesn't mean that you are possessing her time, that you are controlling her, that she's this object in your life. It means that the same way you would do with kids, right? You would say, okay, where are you going? What time are you going to be back? We do this for our husbands as well because we care. We want to know what's going on in the lives of the people that we love. When we don't, then we create this disconnect and this abandoned feeling. And then people are acting independently within their marriage, which is worse than just being independent. So what you want to do is you want to think that this healthy romantic sexual dynamic between a man and a woman that love one another is established in this phenomenon of protection, possession. So sadly, we don't allow too much of this in our culture. And I do think we are getting more of it back. So because it has been abused in the past by demeaning women or done out of a, you know, a man's control or his own insecurity. So this dynamic needs to come from this place of intrinsic value, intense value, that you value her and that she's important to you. And of course, it goes both ways. A man toward a woman and a woman toward a man. It isn't just expressed. It's just not expressed all in the same ways. So the way that I am protective of my husband or possessive of my husband is different than the way that he does it with me. So being protective means that I will do anything for the object of my love to not be hurt or harmed. And if they are, then there's going to be some consequences. So women need the strength of a man, and a man needs the strength that a woman can provide. Because, see, the reality is no matter how strong I am physically, no matter how much self-defense I learn, I am, for the most part, no match for a man. Even if I'm really strong, even if I really practice self-defense, it's going to be tough. Because men have a whole different level of strength they go to when they have adrenaline. So men are intended to protect women, children, domesticated pets. And this has been stolen from them, and it needs to be given back to them. This is a part of their hardwiring that causes them to feel more like a man, and we need to give that back to them and let them be able to do that and enjoy and appreciate when they do it. Because he needs to take care of his own. This is part of the hardwiring of a man. And he should be allowed to do it and encouraged to do it. So I hope these, these things we've talked about have been healthy, or helpful, I should say. I know they're healthy. And so for, I just want to take a little bit of time here at the end, and we're going to talk about successful communication with women because we know that the biggest thing that women need is verbal connection. This is one of the ways that they feel very loved and very secured. So men, it's not as difficult as you think. What you want to think about is you validate and you listen, and this frequently solves the problem. And so we talked about that emotional bell curve, that you want to do the problem solving on the back end of the feeling, when the feeling is pretty much dissipated, not in the beginning. And you want, you want to be very careful about being defensive or taking it personally. And understanding that with women, a little sympathy goes a long way. Caring about how a woman feels is an extremely powerful way to support and love them. This is what women do for each other all the time. That's why it's so amazing when men see women caring for each other and they say, I don't understand. Nothing changed in the world, but somehow everything changed. Now, understand women are feeling feelings all the time, and we've had to learn how to handle them for a long time. For the most part, we just really need to feel them, and we need someone to care about how we feel. We don't necessarily need someone to fix it. We pretty much know probably how to fix it. But we just need to express it, have, a, have an emotional atmosphere to be able to do it in that is safe, that is nurturing, where you care. And so... This means that you are emotionally connecting with her by being compassionate and sympathetic and validating that you care about how she care, how she feels. That is actually doing something that is actually fixing it. So please don't confuse or interpret emotional intensity or distress as an indication 
as to whether or not she may need physical or concrete help or problem solving. Because she might be having a really big feeling, because she's really, really irritated or she's really tired. So you want to really be able to gauge, when do I really need to step in? And generally, it's best if you ask a question and say, do you want help with this? Or is me caring about this helping? And that's a great way to just find out. Because the hardest thing for men to do is knowing when an event needs sympathy and when an event needs their actions. But in many ways, you really can trust your instincts. Because if you don't know what to do or how to fix it, it's probably because it just needs validation and compassion more than anything. If you can think of an immediate concrete solution, then there probably is one. So you always err on compassion first. Because you're probably dealing with a highly intelligent, accomplished woman. They solve problems every day. They're very good at networking and getting what they need. So oil needs changing all the way to I was misinterpreted and now the whole group thinks blah, blah, blah about me. These are the different problems that they may be having. So when the oil needs to be changed, that's more concrete. So if she's emotionally upset, like I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to get the oil changed and blah, blah, blah. That's when you might want to first do compassion, care about how stressed she is, how many things she has. and And you say to her, you know, I could probably take the car and get that oil changed. I could take that off your plate. If you'd like me to do that, I would like to do that for you. That, and that works much better with women. Then you realize, this is very important, if she brings up the past in an emotional argument or discussion, that it isn't necessarily rehashing the past. Her brain creates reference points for her as to how she establishes reality. So... She's referring to something in the past only to reiterate, confirm, or to explain how she's currently feeling. So when she brings up something in the past and says, well, I feel just like that time when we were with the Johnsons three years ago at that stupid restaurant. And you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I thought we worked that out. I don't even remember what she's even talking about. All you want to say to yourself is, okay, she's creating a reference point for her. It doesn't mean we haven't processed and worked it out. It means that that's how she's trying to explain to you. Because when women talk with one another, They remember. Women remember everything, right? So when women are talking to one another, we will say to them, it just feels like that time when we argued, remember, you know, back in uh, 2009 and we were just having that terrible time in our relationship and and we were arguing all the time. That's how it felt. And the girlfriend is going to go, oh, yeah, I remember that time. Oh, that was hard. Oh, my gosh, that's how you feel today? Wow, we have to fix that. So it's a very different process in the way that women communicate and the way that they make reference in their world and the way that they create reference points for themselves. So you also want to remember you take a lot of deep breaths, you relax your body when she's having big feelings because that calms down the sympathetic nervous system in you and helps you be present with her emotionally while not having to do something like defending myself or problem solving for her. And so always remember the saying, this always helps men. I say, you know, the drunk driver always survives the crash. So when you tense up, when you brace, you're going to get hurt. When you relax and you go with all of that with her, you don't necessarily follow her in the emotions yourself, but you just relax and let her go through that process, you're going to, you're going to do much better. So remember, also when I tell people about boundaries, and I say the three Bs, the three Bs, nobody's breathing, nobody's, uh, somebody's got broken bones, or there's blood. So broken bones, blood, and no breathing. Those are three B's. You have to do something immediately if something like that is happening. If it's not one of those, we have time. We can relax. We can even table it till the next day. We don't have to do anything immediately. Okay, so you're entering into their emotional world first, and then you enter their intellectual world and problem solve. 
you do this by listening and validating. So while you're communicating with women and they're being emotional, you want to enter into that emotional world first by caring about what's going on with her. After the feeling has dissipated, then you do the intellectual world with her, which is problem solving. So you have much better access to a woman's intellectual world when she feels safe in her emotional world. And see, we do the opposite with men. We enter their intellectual world first, and then many times we get access to their emotional world. So in conclusion, this is what I want you to think. Some tough concepts, and they may not give you immediate results, but you're looking for an overall change in a woman and one that is more relaxed with you and with herself. When she feels loved and secure, she's much better able to be expressive and loving and the fun woman that you dated. So please remember that what you did to secure the relationship while you were dating that caused her to want to marry you, whatever it was that worked, it's so logical to just keep doing it. So you want to introduce into your permanent relationship all the things that were working in your dating relationship. Then you're going to get that more woman version of her that you like, the one that caused you to want to marry her. You have a lot more power over women than you realize, and you have a lot more power over your wife, your girlfriend, than you realize. You have to understand women are adapters. When you step up and start doing things right, there may be some initial resistance. They may not believe the change, but they always begin to change with you because this is how women are hardwired. We are hardwired to adapt. So I hope that this was helpful. I want you to really understand that your actions are very powerful. And a couple, and you, when you couple them with words, they go nuclear on you. So I encourage you to practice these things. I hope this has been helpful. I always like your feedback. So you can always email me or Facebook page me and let me know. And I hope to talk to you next week. We hope Thank this you again. past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate and spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay anytime at KPXQ1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on 1360 KPXQ.